Hello, 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 Skeleton Crew, and welcome back to Radnorock. And a very special Radnorock. It's an introduction to a series of retrospective podcasts. Well, watch alongs, not watch alongs, commentaries, classic cartoon commentaries, and retrospectives uh, for. Walt Disney's Silly Symphony series. Uh, as you know, I'm going through the full animated feature catalog and doing commentary for all the Disney animated features. Well, I want to do the same thing for maybe next to like Mickey Mouse, possibly, and like the other iconic Disney characters, i.e., Donald. Goofy, Minnie, Daisy, Pluto—you know, um, th- these are not these are not the Fab Five-led shorts or any other real like staple, uh, recognizable Disney character per se. The Silly Symphonies is is a is a uh, very unique. See, like set of cartoons that are are I'd say parallel with the iconic characters, if that makes any sense. Uh, it'll make more sense because we are about to do a retrospective of the Silly Symphony cartoons, where uh, we dive into everything we didn't know we wanted to know about the Silly Symphonies to prepare us for the commentaries and retrospectives. To follow, we're going to go through every single one of the cartoons in the series. For I'm going to do commentaries for all of them, retrospectives for all of them, and it's going to be a nice little collection when all is said and done. But before we dive into that, let's dive in to what makes the Silly Symphonies the Silly Symphonies. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is, too, is I I'm saying Silly Symphonies, but I think. I think it doesn't necessarily have to be plural. I don't know. You know what? Whatever. Let's just get into it. Let's get into it. And and ultimately, that question will be answered for us in the end. I'm really excited about this. I love the Silly Symphony cartoons. I love them as much, maybe more, than the animated features themselves. So, here we go. So the Silly Symphony. Silly Symphony, also known as Silly Symphonies, is an American animated series of 75 musical short films produced by Walt Disney Productions from 1929 to 1939. Wow, they span 10 years. Uh, as a series, as the series name implies, the Silly Symphonies were originally intended as whimsical. Uh, accompaniments to pieces of music such as the films usually did not feature continuing characters unlike the Mickey Mouse shorts produced by Walt Disney at the same time expectations to this include or I'm sorry let's start that over (laughs) I'm not having a good reading day today guys I'm not having a good reading day Let's figure this out. Um, But this was just reiterating what I was saying earlier. So 
Uh, as such, the films usually did not feature continuing characters, unlike the Mickey Mouse shorts produced by Disney at the same time. Exceptions to this include The Three Little Pigs, The Tortoise and the Hare, and Three Orphan Kittens, which all had sequels. Uh, the series is notable for its innovation with Technicolor and the multi-plane motion picture camera, as well as its introduction of the character Donald Duck, making his first appearance in the Silly Symphony cartoon, The Wise Little Hen, in 1934. Seven Shorts won the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. That all is really fascinating. I had no idea... Donald Duck's first appearance was within the Silly Symphony series. I I had always presumed that he made his debut as like Mickey's best friend or sidekick or something in one in, in a Mickey Mouse short. That's really interesting. I wonder what was so uh I just I wonder what about Donald Duck like I wonder what about that character from this series like triggered within Walt this this specific character needs needs to be made more. You know what I mean? So now when I think Donald Duck, I'm always going to see him as a repu- a representation of the silly symphonies in in the you know like Mount Rushmore of Disney characters. Um rad. The series also spawned a Silly Symphony newspaper comic strip distributed by King Features Syndicate and a Dell comic book series, Silly Symphonies, as well as several children's books, many of which were based on Silly Symphony cartoons. The Silly Symphonies returned to theaters with its reissues and re-releases and eventually tied with Joseph Barbera and William Hanna's Tom and Jerry's uh, record for most Oscar wins for a cartoon series in the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film category. I didn't realize Tom and Jerry had won Academy Awards. That's pretty rad. Uh, pretty rad as a piece of trivia. I was, I've never really personally been a big Tom and Jerry fan per se. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy, you know, a number of the, the cartoons I've seen, but I don't think I'd never really seek out Tom and Jerry, um, to watch, you know, like as a kid, if the, if Tom and Jerry came on, I would watch it. And I can think of a few that uh, I remember and, you know, enjoyed enough to remember, but it was never really my go-to. I always sought out Disney, Disney cartoons. Oh, production. While Walt Disney and Carl Stalling, a theater organist from Kansas City, were in New York to add sound to the Mickey Mouse shorts, the Gallopin' Gaucho, the Barn Dance, and Plain Crazy, Stalling suggested that the, uh, hold on, one more time. 
Stalling suggested the idea of making a series of musical animated shorts that combined the latest sound technology with storytelling. At first, Walt did not seem interested, but when they returned to New York in February to record the sound for the fifth Mickey Mouse cartoon, The Opry House, they also recorded the soundtrack for The Skeleton Dance. The type of short that Stalling had suggested and the first Silly Symphony cartoon. Uh, Within the animation industry, the series is known for its use by Walt Disney as a platform for experimenting with processes, techniques, characters, and stories in order to further the art of animation. So the Silly Symphonies were were uh, uh, essentially a testing ground for what Walt would move forward with on other prog- projects. So if, I guess if it was successful with the Silly Symphonies, then Walt carried it over to, I, I guess, other shorts and maybe ultimately the feature films, which I think is uh, very... Very cool. Um, where where did I leave off? Uh, it also provided a venue to try out techniques and technologies such as Technicolor, special effects animation, and dynamic storytelling in animation that would be crucial to Disney's plans to eventually begin making feature-length animated films. Well, there you go. <laughs> if I if I had only just kept reading and not not spun off in a tangent, uh, I wouldn't have repeated myself right there. But hey, you know what? That just goes to show my my skills of deduction. Are you impressed? I am with myself always. Uh, shortly after the switch to United Artists, the series became even more popular. Walt Disney had seen some of Dr. Herbert Kalmus, Kalmus, K-A-L-M-U-S. How do you say that? Kalmus, 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 Kalmus. Um, anyhow, Walt, had, Walt Disney had seen some of Dr. Herbert Kalmus's tests for a new three-strip full-color technicolor process which would replace the previous two-tone Technicolor process. Disney signed a contract with Technicolor, which gave the Disney studio exclusive rights to the new three-strip process through the end of 1935 and had a 60% complete symphony, Flowers and Trees, scrapped and redone in full color. Wow. That is pretty interesting. So 60% of Flowers and Trees was already done when he was like, nope, nope, we are doing it again, but this time in color. Uh, Flowers and Trees was the first animated film to use the three-strip Technicolor process and was a phenomenal success. Within a year, the now-in-Technicolor Silly Symphony series had popularity and success that matched and later surpassed that of the Mickey Mouse cartoons. Wow, so there was a time in history where Silly Symphonies was more popular than Mickey Mouse. That's that's huge. 
the contract Disney had with Technicolor would also later be extended another five years as well. The success of Silly Symphonies would be tremendously boosted after The Three Little Pigs was released in 1933 and became a box office sensation. The film was featured in movie theaters for several months and also featured the hit song that became the anthem of the Great Depression, Who is Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Several silly symphonies entries, including The Three Little Pigs from 1933, The Grasshopper and the Ants in 1934, The Tortoise and the Hare in 1935, The Country Cousins in 1936, The Old Mill in 37, uh, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod, in 1938 and the ugly duckling in 1939 with an earlier black and white version from 1931 are among the most notable films produced by walt disney i had actually completely forgotten that the three little pigs was the silly symphonies cartoon i didn't realize that at all i did realize that i knew that there, there was within the recesses of my mind, I did know that it was a silly symphonies cartoon, but for whatever reason, I, I, I don't, I don't think of it as a silly symphonies cartoon. I just think of the three little pigs as its own standalone three little pig, you know, its own thing. So that's, uh, that's really fascinating. Uh, do, to problems related to Disney's scheduled productions of cartoons, a deal was made with Herman and Ising. Ising. I think it's Ising. I've said Ising in the past in cartoon commentaries, and I've been corrected a number of times, and it's Ising. Herman and Ising. So let's, let's do that again and pay the proper respects to... Uh, Rudolph Ising. Due to the problems related to Disney's scheduled productions of cartoons, a deal was made with Herman and Ising to produce three silly symphonies, uh, Merry Babies, Pipe Dreams, and the three little bantamweight. (laughs) That's not at all what that said. I still had the three little pigs on my mind. And I messed that up completely. So we're going to do a take three on that, okay? Okay. Due to the problems (laughs) related to Disney's scheduled productions of cartoons, a deal was made with Herman and Ising to produce three silly symphonies, Merry Babies, Pipe Dreams, and The Little Bantamweight. Only one of these cartoons, Merry Babies, ended up being brought or bought, bought, and paid for by Disney. The remaining two Herman Ising Silly Symphonies were then sold to MGM, who released them as Happy Harmony cartoons. Happy Harmonies cartoons. Silly Symphonies and Happy Harmonies. Um, Happy Harmonies. That may be another series of commentaries and retrospectives we do one day, but we shall see. Maybe I'll, I'll dig those two up specifically and add those two as like the lost silly symphonies, even though they weren't lost. I mean, they were lost by Disney. They were sold by Disney, but 
I mean, they exist out there. They weren't like, they didn't go unseen, you know? Anyhow, um, Disney ceased production of Silly Symphonies in 1939. The distribution of Silly Symphonies. The series was first distributed by Pat Powers from 1929 to 1930 and released by Celebrity Productions in 1929 to 1930 indirectly through Columbia Pictures. The the original basis of the cartoons was musical novelty, and the musical scores from the first cartoons were composed by Carl Stalling. Uh, with Columbia Pictures, after viewing the skeleton dance, the and this is a different section of information. This isn't a continuation after the, you know, cartoons were composed by Carl Stalling. Just FYI, because I know I kind of mushed that together as if it was one cohesive thought. Columbia Pictures. This is a new section to the silly symphony, you know, information dump. Um, After viewing the skeleton dance, the manager at Columbia Pictures quickly became interested in distributing the series and gained a perfect opportunity to acquire Silly Symphonies after Disney broke with Celebrity Productions head Pat Powers after Powers signed Disney's colleague Ub Iwerks to a studio contract. Uh, Columbia Pictures... from 1930 to 1932 agreed to pick up a direct distribution of of the Mickey Mouse series on the condition that they would have exclusive rights to distribute the Silly Symphonies series. At first, Silly Symphonies could not even come close to the popularity Mickey Mouse had. The original title cards to the shorts released by Celebrity Productions and Columbia Pictures were all redrawn after Walt Disney stopped distributing his cartoons through them. Meanwhile, more competition spread from Disney after Max Fleischer's flapper cartoon character Betty Boop began to gain more and more popularity after starring in the cartoon Minnie the Moocher. By August 1932, Betty Boop became so popular that the Talker Tune series was renamed as Betty Boop Cartoons. I love me some Betty Boop. I have quite a few commentary commentaries for Betty Boop, in case you were wondering. Available at leolegacy.com. <laughs> so now another section of uh, the distribution of Silly Symphonies. In 1932, after f- falling out with Columbia Pictures, Disney began distributing his own products through uh, United Artists. UA refused to distribute the Silly Symphonies unless Disney associated Mickey Mouse with them somehow resulting in the Mickey Mouse Presents a Silly Symphony title cards uh, and posters that introduced and promoted the series during its five-year run for UA. United Artists also agreed to double the budget for each cartoon from $7,500 to $15,000. 
that is so wild that that was a budget for a cartoon. I mean, that kind of feels a little pricey, but maybe not. Probably not. You know what? Definitely not. Um, RKO Pictures. In 1937, Disney signed a distribution deal with RKO Radio Pictures to distribute the Silly Symphony cartoons along with the Mickey Mouse series. RKO would continue to distribute until the end of the series in 1939. As far as home media goes, uh, several uh, symphonies have been released in home media, most of the time as bonus shorts that relate to something within various Disney films. For instance, the original Dumbo VHS included Father Noah's Ark, The Practical Pig, and Three Orphan Kittens as bonus shorts to make up for the film's short length. In the UK, several symphonies were released to or in compil compilations under Walt Disney Home Video's story book favorites uh brand oh so see, i should have kept going let's try that again so uh in the uk several symphonies were released in compilations under walt disney's home videos storybook favorites brand so storybooks favorites is a brand of cartoon compilations i guess the uh three storybook favorites shorts volumes released included among others, The Three Little Pigs, The Tortoise and the Hare, and the remake of The Ugly Duckling. On December 4th, 2001, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just did the 20 and I had to follow through. Nobody says 2001. So let's try that again. On December 4th, 2001, Disney released Silly Symphonies as a part of its DVD series, Walt Disney Treasures. On December 19th, 2006, more Silly Symphonies was released, completing the collection and allowing the cartoons to be completely available to the public. Some Disney Blu-ray discs include uh, Silly Symphonies as high-definition special features. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves includes six, Beauty and the Beast, and Dumbo both contain two, and Pixar's A Bug's Life contains one. The Silly Symphony shorts originally aired on Turner Classic Movies, period program block treasures from the Disney vault. So, as previously mentioned, there are 75 of these magnificent shorts. And here <laughs> is a complete list uh, of what you had to look forward to coming from this, this podcast series, uh, kicking it off with the skeleton dance followed by El terrible Torridor, Torridor, Torridor. What, what is that? Tor Torridor. I can't be saying that right. T O R E A D O R. Well, I'm going to need to learn how to say that correctly before before recording that one. 
Um, springtime, Hell's Bells, The Merry Dwarfs, Summer, Autumn. I, I see a, uh, a seasonal theme going on there. Um, Cannibal Capers. <laughs> that one's going to be fun. Night, Frolicking Fish, Arctic Antics, Midnight in a Toy Shop, uh, Monkey Melodies, Winter, there we go, I was wondering wondering when we were going to get to winter, uh, Playful Pan, Birds of a Feather, Mother Goose Melodies, The China Plate, The Busy Beavers, The Cats Out, Egyptian Melodies, The Clock Store, the Spider and the Fly, The Fox Hunt, The Ugly Duckling, The Bird Store, that sounds like a noisy place, The Bears and the Bees, Just Dogs, Flowers and Trees, Bugs in Love, King Neptune, Babes in the Woods, Santa's Workshop, Birds in the Spring, Father Noah's Ark, Three Little Pigs, Old King Cole, Lullaby Land, The Pied Piper, The Night Before Christmas, The China Shop, which I kind of feel like we said already, but I guess we haven't. Uh, the Grasshopper, The Grasshopper and the Ants, Funny Little Bunnies, The Big Bad Wolf, I guess that's the sequel to The Three Little Pigs, The Wise Little Hen, The Flying Mouse, huh? but I guess it's not Mighty Mouse. Uh, per- <laughs> peculiar, right? Penguins, peculiar penguins. The goddess of spring, the tortoise and the hare, the golden touch, the robber kitten, uh, water babies, the cookie carnival, who killed Cock Robin? <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Music Land, The Three Orphan Kittens, Cocko the Walk, Cocko the Walk, Broken Toys, Elmer Elephant, Three Little Wolves. Is that a third sequel to Three Little Pigs? Uh, Toby Tortoise Returns. Three Blind Mouseketeers, The Country Cousins, Mother Pluto, More Kittens, Woodland Cafe, Little Hiawatha, Hiawatha, Little Hiawatha, H-I-A-W-A-T-H-A, I I don't know, another one I'm going to have to learn how to say properly before recording, Uh, The Old Mill, Winkin' Blinkin' and Nod, Moth and the Flame, Merry Babies, Farm Yard Symphony, Mother Goose Goes Hollywood, and that one sounds exciting, uh, The Practical Pig, The Ugly Duckling, that will be number 75, The Ugly Duckling, uh, that's exciting, that's quite a bit, this is, this is quite the undertaking here, and I'm excited to uh, to get with it it's going to be nice to do these you know because do, doing the commentaries for the animated features is 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 an undertaking within itself because i have to designate time to watch like the full 
film and like you know maybe restart a couple times if i don't like my end it's it's a whole thing it's a whole thing doing the commentary for the feature films so this this is a nice this will be a nice way to uh to fill to fill the space between features and um still keep it disney centric <sighs> anyhow the reception for Silly Symphonies, Disney's experiments were widely praised within the film industry, and the Silly Symphonies won the Academy War Award for Best Animated Short Film seven times, maintaining a six-year hold on the category after it was first introduced. This record was matched, but only by MGM's Tom and Jerry series during the 40s, the 1940s and 1950s. Uh, the Silly Symphony's legacy. Hey, you know how uh, how fond of the word legacy we are here. The Silly Symphony's changed the course of Disney studio history when Walt's plans to direct his first feature cartoon became problematic after his warm-up to the task, The Golden Touch, was widely seen, even by Disney himself, as stiff and slowly paced. I know nothing about the Golden Touch, but now I'm going to have to dig it up and we're going to have to do a commentary and retrospective for that. Uh, this motivated him to embrace his role as being the producer and providing creative oversight, especially of the story for Snow White, while tasking David Hand to handle the actual directing. Silly Symphonies brought along many imitators, including Warner Brothers cartoon series Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, MGM's Happy Harmonies, and later Universal's Swing Symphony. Man, all the other studios had to incorporate some sort of like um humorous word with a musical term accompanying it that is man no originality but slightly original is that <laughs> and you know what is really interesting when you think looney tunes do you think of the word tunes t u n e s like music or do you think T-O-O-N-S, like tunes, like cartoons? When I think Looney Tunes, I think cartoons. I didn't, I never really stopped to like really think about the word I was reading as in for tunes being musically inspired. That's, that's pretty fascinating to me at least. Uh, years later, after the Silly Symphonies ended, Dis Disney, <laughs> Disney, that's how you say it in Portuguese, Walt Disney, uh, <laughs> I, that, that's specifically funny for Portuguese people out there. Uh, years later, I, I'm going to start saying Disney like that from here on out. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Oh, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Unless you're Portuguese, then I'm sure you love it as much as I do. Anyhow, let's get back to that. Uh, years later, after the Silly Symphonies ended, Disney occasionally produced a handful of one-shot cartoons playing the same style as the Silly Symphonies series. 
Uh, unlike the Silly Symphonies canon, most of these quote-unquote specials have a narration, usually by Disney legend Sterling Holloway, which I'm wondering if those, um, if that's that's the, like, you know how they have the, uh, like, the, the goofy how to swim or goofy the Olympics how to play baseball or like all those kind of narrative goofy shorts. I wonder, I wonder if that's, that's what that's referring to. Uh, the 1999 and 2000 television series, Mickey's mouse works. Well, Mickey mouse works, not Mickey's mouse works. The 1999, 2000 television series, Mickey mouse works used the Silly Symphony's title for some of its new cartoons, but unlike the original cartoons, these did feature continuing characters. As of 2021, three of the Silly Symphony shorts, Three Little Pigs, The Old Mill, and Flowers and Trees, have been selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally historically or aesthetically significant that's pretty cool that's really cool actually uh comic adaptations a sunday silly symphonies comic strip ran in newspapers from january 10th 1932 to july 12th 1942 The strip featured adaptations of some of the Silly Symphony cartoons, including Birds of a Feather, The Robber Kitten, Elmer Elephant, Farmyard Symphony, and Little Hiawatha. Hiawatha? Hiawatha. 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 How do you say that? Uh, This this strip began with a two-year sequence about Bucky Bug a character based on the bugs in Bugs in Love. Bucky Bug is probably one of my favorite cartoon character names. Bucky Bug is a beetle who appears in Disney comics. He first appeared in Silly Symphony's Sunday's comic strip and later appeared as a regular feature in the comic book Walt Disney's comics and stories. Huh. Bucky Bug the an unsung disney an unsung disney character maybe bucky bug deserves a retrospective podcast of his own i i have done some character retrospectives in the past and you can find those at leolegacy.com as well and it's something i've wanted to get back to i want to do more uh lesser known or obscure or unique character retrospectives um I've done like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, uh, Flip the Frog, who is an Ub Iwerks creation. Not a Disney character, but definitely Disney adjacent. Uh, Who else have I done? I've done the Orange Bird and Figment from the uh, Journey into Imagination ride. So, you know what I mean? Uh, Clara Bocow, Horse, Horse Caller. I've done them too. So you can find that in our Leo Legacy, you know, catalog of stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. 
There was also an occasional Silly Symphonies comic book with nine issues published by Dell Comics from September 1952 to February 1959. The first issue of this anthology comic featured adaptations of some Silly Symphony cartoons, including The Grasshopper and the Ants, Three Little Pigs. Man, Three Little Pigs gets a lot of play. Uh, the Goddess of Spring, and Mother Pluto. But it also included non-symphony cartoons like Mickey Mouse's Brave Little Taylor. By the third issue, there was almost no symphony-related material in the book. The stories and activities were mostly based on other Disney shorts and feature films fascinating fascinating so that is pretty much everything we don't we didn't know we wanted to know we do want to know it but we didn't know we wanted to know so that's everything we didn't know we wanted to know about silly symphony or also known as silly symphonies i'm really psyched for for this endeavor i'm really psyched to go through all 75 of these shorts and provide commentary to them and then diving into everything we didn't know we wanted to know about them um the format i'm going to follow is i'm going to do the commentary over the cartoon itself and post that up to leallegacy.com uh It'll be under the retrospectives category on the site. I'm going to have to commit to that. I'm going to have to keep it that way now because I've said it. I've said it here and I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want to change it and make things more complicated like I so often do. Uh, So I'll do a commentary on the over the cartoon itself. And then I'll include that commentary with a retrospective in podcast format for audio. You know, I, I, I I know that including the commentary in with the retrospective podcast may be a little, you know, redundant since that commentary is already done as a standalone in video form but you know what why not have it again why not just have it more maybe maybe somebody doesn't want maybe you don't want to watch the cartoon but you still want to kind of like hear it and get a gist of it's, it's kind of like a reaction my reaction to the cartoon followed by everything you didn't know you wanted to know about it you know i don't know why i'm explaining myself i'm more just kind of like plotting and thinking out loud so uh kicking it off with the skeleton dance which is just highly appropriate given, you know, Leo legacy and skeleton crew. We love skeletons. So I, I feel like it, it was just meant to be in a way, <laughs> but yeah, no, going to be a lot of fun. Um, and you know what, as always, this is brought to you by speaking of skeleton crew, skeleton crew, fight club is our leo legacy lifestyle brand and the way we are able to continue producing fun content for you so we always self-sponsor and that is through skeleton crew you can go check out what we have 
through Skeleton Crew at leolegacy.com slash shop or skeletoncrewfightclub.com. And that's C-R-U-E because, like I said, I like to complicate things. Uh, we have a whole Disney collection. So if you are a Disney fanatic like myself, a Disney aficionado, that category of, you know, merchandise stuff uh, is right up your alley. So go scope it out. Pick yourself out something nice. Pick yourself up something nice or pick up something nice for somebody special to you. You know, great birthday gift, great holiday gifts, great everything. That, you know, that's again found at leallegacy.com slash shop. You can also follow and find or find and follow. That's the way. That's that's the that's the process there. The sequence of events. Find us, follow us at Leal Legacy literally everywhere. Or if you don't want to follow Leo Legacy specifically for whatever reason, but you feel pretty cool, you can find Skeleton Crew and follow Skeleton Crew Fight Club uh, everywhere at Skeleton Crew, C-R-U-E-F-C, across all your favorite social media platforms and everywhere else. So... All that being said, I hope you're looking forward to this as much as I am, and we will see you, or you will hear us, in the Skeleton Dance coming soon, followed by the other 74 Silly Symphony shorts. So until then, thanks for being a friend and telling a friend. Catch you later.